There are other headlines going on, including this one, an update on uh, Tompkin Road Middle School in Mississauga, which, of course, came into the headlines when we got a teacher that had sent out an anonymous letter outlining uh, violence and student abuse against the teachers and, and basically out-of-control behavior that they're not allowed to correct. So the National Post has been um, looking into this thing, investigating the response to it, <clears throat> to reveal that... Uh, once the board administration found out about it, they weren't exactly concerned about addressing the violence, maybe getting help for the teachers begging for that help. No, no, no. They would like to know who exposed the chaos. They want to know who the whistleblower is because they say, well, they're breaching privacy. <laughs> Never mind remedying the problem. Ooh, we, we need to go after the whistleblower. Isn't that, uh, we've seen that playbook before. Nonetheless, the principal's been removed, a crisis team brought in, and students keep acting out, and it's continued on. But the Post reveals that the main concern seems to be for the board or the administration to track down the whistleblower, who they accuse of making things sound worse than they are, despite multiple reports showing that we have seen violence increase in all of our schools. Paul Bennett, founding director of the Education Consultancy Schoolhouse Institute, adjunct professor of education at St. Mary's University in Halifax, a former high school principal and one who knows all about Ontario school curriculum for the last few decades. Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Good to be back uh, with you. You know, we've seen and heard the reports for a while now that there is uh, broad, um, you know, violence and disrespect at our schools. It's been going on for a while, but certainly it seems to be getting traction now. But when this uh, letter was written from the, the teachers, you would think that, that they would address it right away. And, and, and once again, we hear that they're not really trying to do anything. What do you make of this approach? It's crazy. In fact, what's happened is that the chaos still reigns at uh, Tompkin Road middle school in the Applewood Heights district of uh, Mississauga. And if anything, it's gotten worse because the specific complaints raised by the whistleblower in that letter, which were very specific, there were 20 uh, incidents that were cited in that letter of uncontrollable violence, chaos, incapacity to control or manage things, and an absentee student uh, administration that was allowing it all to happen. Um, and what's bizarre about all this is the letter even went into a particular solution. It said, quote, to reinstate some type of structure in our school. We want to ban cell phones. We want students to take responsibility for their actions. We need higher expectations across the board. We need to reestablish standards. We're desperately seeking consequences for misbehavior. They were very specific about not only the incidents, but what needed to happen. And what we know now is it surfaced on, uh, on uh, May the 24th. And what we've had is a series of attempts to obfuscate, to come up with uh, rationalizations. And now the latest in the recent report in the National Post is it's all turned around and it's being, uh, the fingers are being pointed at the teachers for raising the issues. And uh, the last line in that um, National Post story says the teachers are now saying, we have failed, failed to register complaints and failed to get any positive action. Well, I mean, the, the students ultimately are being failed because, um, you know, you have to have basic respect in life and you have to follow rules in life and there has to be 
an understanding of, of you know, how life works. And, and, and the message that this sends is just going to embolden students that there is never going to be any consequence for, for their actions. And the unions do talk, um, you know, about these tough conditions, uh, Paul, as you well know. They'll ask for more money or more, you know, teachers. But what we never hear about is a need to change the policy because it wasn't like this. I mean, the McGinty government, uh, you know, came in and they wanted this zero. Um, uh, they wanted to reverse all of Mike Harris's policies. And, and it was a, a, a policy to never punish the kids, never fail the kids. And so we've gone down this road and now we've seemingly created a, a generation of jerks. Well, over 15 years, we've disassembled anything which even resembled a structure and a student behavior code that had any teeth. And uh, we've uh, reduced the use of suspensions, eliminated expulsions, and forced teachers to tolerate and to find other means of disciplining kids. Well, what's happened in this particular school, and I dare say in many, many others, is that it's untenable. The entire approach needs to be rethought. You'll notice that I'm quoted in the story saying that we need a student behavior review. We need to change fundamentally the way the discipline is being carried out. And uh, we need to have uh, a balance here. Uh, There's something seriously uh, wrong with what's going on. For example, the school board, when confronted with this, came up with the same old, same old. Listen to what they said. Progressive discipline is our approach. Positive behavior supports is what we use. And we're going to show a trauma-informed approach. And get this, we have a restorative justice approach. Just exactly what the teachers said wasn't working. It's as if there's a dialogue of the deaf here. And it's about time that the Minister of Education, Stephen Lecce, and those in positions of authority step in and and fix the problem. And it's not just in this one school. Mm. What we have here is a very brave teacher and a group of teachers who've had the the courage, really, to speak out of school. It's so crazy to me. This was not a thing. I mean, there were lots of problems back in the day when we all went to school. But one thing, Paul, whether it's your generation, my generation, you didn't talk back. You just didn't. It wasn't a thing. And if you didn't do your work, you failed. And I didn't like it, but I certainly learned from it. And um, and I don't know. I don't know how we course correct on this. I don't know because I, I, there are so many activists now in education. I don't know how you course correct and actually. Well, put, I think there's a yeah. dawning realization that what's going on now is not working. Violence in schools is a universal problem. It happens to be exaggerated in uh, this particular middle school, and I would dare say it's probably worse in middle schools where kids are. Very, very difficult to manage at the best of times. But I would suggest that it's, a, it's kind of a canary in the coal mine, mm-hmm. indicating that there are serious problems. We need a government that says we need a new student behavior approach. Fifteen years after the change, we've learned enough. It was all about trying to ensure that kids that are marginalized, that are racialized, aren't being mistreated. But it hasn't really addressed the problem. Right. Because even those who are defending the existing model say that it still falls unevenly on black and indigenous kids. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's not working. The new, the new approach that was introduced uh, 15 years ago has been a failure. And it's time we recognized it and made some changes. Yeah, it would be nice because it's not new, the headlines for sure. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Paul, very much appreciate your time. Thank you. 
Thanks for the invitation to be with you. That's Paul Bennett. Uh, It's common sense. Sorry. We used to have it, and we don't now. But it is very clear that these um, progressive, kind of restorative, everyone get along, it's not working. And the fact that the board of the administration goes after the whistleblower again, start taking some accountability.